you have a Christmas tree? Yeah. Where's it at? Right here on the side. Oh, I missed it. Oh, there it is. Damn, you think we wouldn't have one or what? <laughs> hey, man, I don't know your tradition, bro. Bro, well, my tradition, <coughs> I mean, I used to have a plastic tree or a fake tree, and then, well, no, growing up, that was actually our Christmas tree, a small one, because my, da- my dad was all, like, anti- well, not anti. He's just like, look it. I mean, like, there's there's no such thing as Santa Claus. We buy your <laughs> gifts. Uh, you know, Christmas trees. I mean, Christmas trees are like wax, American thing. So, <laughs> bro, it was, it was <laughs> awful. Oh bro, it was awful. Yeah, that's just this way of saying we ain't got money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, it is what it is. But Nikolai, you good? All right, cool. Because I've actually been recording, so we actually have that part right there. <laughs> Let's get it cracking. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Big Pep, and we have another episode. You got my co-star, Mr. Juan Ramirez, to my left. And, excuse me? I said hello. Oh, hi. (laughs) You just messed up my whole intro. (laughs) It was your fault. You stopped. (laughs) I was trying to be polite. Oh, my gosh. Look, you guys, our special guest is a living legend here in the 805, Ventura County. Been on the radio for over 25 years. Man, if you don't recognize his voice and you're from out here, you don't deserve to live out here. All right. My name or his name is Mambo. Mr. Daniel Herrejon. Herrejon. Gotcha. I uh people tease me about it growing up, so I'm used to however they say it. What would be like the biggest teaser? Uh Orejon. Uh, that means big ears. Yeah. yeah. It's all good, man. Mm. I'm, I'm Pepe, but they used to call me Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that over. <laughs> so, first off, thanks for being on the, on the podcast. Nah, thanks for having me, bro. And uh, second off, it's all honestly for me, man, growing up here in Ventura, this is like a big fucking deal because I was, I, you know who I called last night was my mom. And she was like, I was like, yeah, I'm having mom on, on, on my podcast. She's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. I used to listen to you, the morning show. You and uh, you and Rico. When I used to go to Anna Kappa Middle School back in the day, man, you know that's that's the crazy part about like still being on the radio is is uh, having people t- say the stories when their parents listened. Yeah, and they were either getting dropped off in kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, mm-hmm. sixth grade, and now you you guys are adults. It's like it's like my my uh, son is twenty eight. So damn, yeah. And you've been on you've been on for. How many years exactly? I know, I know, I know that like, so this, this year, this year was 25. It was, it was 96 when, when, when we started, uh, the, the, the night show. Damn. But I, I kind of got into radio like, uh, three months before I actually started like, you know, talking on the radio. Before we, cause I mean, I have a whole, like the way I want to interview you from beginning to end. But since we're talking about 96, the first thing that pops, pops into your mind, 96 during that music era. Oh man, uh, Picky, uh, Biggie, and uh, uh, Tupac. Yeah, all that uh, you know, this everything that was going on with the whole death row thing. What did uh, and I'm bad with my with my dates. Did Tupac and Biggie both die that year? Ah man, I you know what I was drinking a lot during that time, so you're asking. <laughs> you're, it's like quiz time for me. Jeez. But but you know <clears throat> those were like big moments in radio because you know back then there wasn't there wasn't a, a social media. You guys were the yeah. news, so we were the ones that 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 were re- reporting when something happened, and it was crazy because I was just thinking about this how how now like something breaks, uh, a, a breaking news story breaks, and like everyone's posting it, yeah. like uh, what happened with Vicente Fernandez, big deal. It's like everyone was posting about it, 
back then, uh, you know, we we got a we got a fax on the fax machine of a, of a breaking news. <laughs> yeah. And whoever was on on the air during that time was the one who got to break the news. Jeez. What was the biggest news that you can remember that you broke? Oh man, it, it, it was, it, I was, it wasn't even here. It was in, uh, uh, I was doing radio in Fresno and, uh, it's when nine 11 happened. Oh, I was, wow. I wasn't even supposed to, uh, I wasn't, it wasn't even my ship. I was filling in for somebody. And damn. so, so I remember my wife waking me up and saying like, Hey, I think, I think they're attacking the country and that's not something you wake up to, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'm like looking at the TV and first I'm tripping out. Because I didn't think it was real. Then I go to work, start doing my shift, and they say, like, yo, like, you got to address this. And how I do mean, you address something like that? It was it was hard because I, I only talked once, and then they got the, the news crew in there. to Because, you know, usually radio stations have, like, a news station or a sister station that does yeah. the news. And uh, I got to talk, like, two times, but it was... I mean, when you're on the radio, you're just introducing music, you're giving shout outs or, you know, you're joking around. So it was, it was, it was tough to try to be serious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Such a serious topic to get across to the world. Holy. Yeah. That'd be intense. I know, man. I remember I was in the seventh grade, 9-11 happened and they had the TV, Miss Hawkins had the TV and it showed, it was like, you know, showing all that and you see people crying and then all of a sudden you have parents coming to the school, just grabbing their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I remember being taken out of school. I was what and you were in seventh i had to be in like third grade or yeah, second grade like kindergarten now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. um yo so you were born and raised here in the 805 in santa paula correct yeah where did your love for music come from uh just you know at home uh it was always around us you know my dad listened to a lot of spanish uh stuff you know he listened to uh this station i think it was out of san diego it's called the, the mighty 690 And they played like some of the top 40 stuff. Uh, But uh, for some reason, like, like, uh, I think I want to say it was like the mid 80s. One of my uncles had a Curtis Blow. uh, Oh, yeah. These uh, are the breaks. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of what what got my attention to like, you know, the 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 more hip stuff that was that was out there at the time. Uh And I was just like. When when I first heard it, I was like, what is this? Because, you know, you heard like the cool in the gang and, yeah. you know, of course, the Spanish stuff, Los Bukis, mm-hmm. Vicente Fernandez and all that stuff. But when when I heard uh, Curtis Blow, that that was what like caught my attention. Damn. And how old were you at that time, you think? Oh, man. Uh, I want to say maybe like 10 years old. And then when did you get your first uh, like your first DJ table? Oh, man, I, I it, it had to be like the late 80s. Dang. Yeah, but I used to always borrow it from friends because okay. I had two friends that were DJs, and they would let me borrow their stuff. Like I had a neighbor, uh, his name's uh, Martin, mm-hmm. and uh, they they had like a DJ set up, and he said like, "Yeah, take it to your house." So he he kind of like you know used to let let me use his equipment. Damn. And when was what was your first uh, like for your first event, or when did you decide to like go public? Like you know, what, I'm I'm actually going to do a set at a quinceanera, or did you do it in front of like your homies, or do you remember like the first time you actually did a full? I think it set? was it was with them. They did a wedding and and they let me you know because they let me borrow the equipment. I used to go with them and yeah. and, and uh, I want to say it was a, a quinceanera, and 
from the beginning, I liked the more the up tempo stuff. So it was a lot of the breakdancing music, like Planet Rock. Oh, you know? Africa Yeah. So yeah, all yeah. that stuff is 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 kind of the stuff that I like. You know, when when I first got into DJing. Nice. The freestyle music. Yep. That's all the the up tempo stuff. What was the uh, what was the apparel back then? I feel like it was a lot of like Kango or like. Warm oh, up, warm up you know what? It's, it's crazy because I just searched this, uh, but they used to wear troop shoes. Yep. With the troop jacket. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I was kind of like trying to see like, hey, man, maybe I should buy a troop jacket just to, to take it back. But them bitches are expensive, bro. So I'm like, <laughs> no, <"Nah>, I'm good. <laughs> bro, it was crazy like seeing, I just had a conversation with like, with I think it was you. We were talking about how now the the trend is like coming back. Like, bro, like oh, yeah. starter jackets, starter jackets from, from when I was growing up, 20 bucks. Yeah. I don't know yeah. about like for you, but like, do you see what, fashion trends are coming back like back in your era and now oh it's yeah back now. i see it all the time i mean i mean jordans are are like one of them right exactly. now that everyone's on and to me it's funny because you know i if i like something i'll buy it mm-hmm. and it's just it's just funny how like like when uh when uh everyone has their opinion on on what what you have yeah so like you know i like i like jordans i like dunks um but it's just funny how like but you you've know, also been a fan of jordan and dunks since the 80s yeah, but but it's it's funny how in the sneaker world, like they'll judge you if you're wearing mids and not the oh, the highs. Yeah. And I'm just like, or even how you're wearing them. Exactly. Like, like, I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> it, they're mine, bro. I I, my, I have a buddy of mine, and he he's a local uh, Oxnard PD here, and he's like, if you tie your if you tie your ones all the way up, like that's not how you wear them. I'm like, bro, like yeah. I, that, is there a way like you tie them and shit? Like it's 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 the most. Dumbass thing to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so when you when you started DJing, did you think, all right, I'm eventually going to get into the radio business, or did were you like, I want to get on on tour with somebody? Or never want- thought of none of that stuff. Never. Just I just liked. I just did it because of the music. Mm-hmm. Did Did you think this was going to be a career, or was or what was your like? I guess path into like what was like in your mindset? What was your path like? Like career wise, were you thinking like I'm going to go work at this place, or was it? solely just focus on music and see what happens well i was just it was just djing and going you know going with your friends and and you know doing weddings quinceañeras backyard parties was like a big thing because you know uh back then it's like it wasn't like all the flyers that you see now someone used to draw the flyer used to go to like somewhere that made copies yeah and then pass them out uh but it, it was just a trip that you know you always looked at who was DJing to see if you were going to go to the backyard party. And and that was like a big thing back then. And during like the nineties, that's when that, when I, when I started DJing more house music and that's, that's how I, that's kind of how I got into radio because I used to DJ house music. Uh, you know, a lot of the DJs that were at Q105 back then okay. before it turned into Q1047, uh, they were all like hip hop DJs or top 40 DJs. But, uh, I I just focused on dance music during that time, and and they wanted a, a dance DJ, and that's kind of how I got my slot. Did you have a rival growing up? Like when people were like, "All right, Mambo's here, you got to bring no, DJ so and so," or were you were you like, I always, you know what, I always kind of like like didn't care what people said mm-hmm. since since like uh since like a young age, so I it, I really didn't try to get into a, a lot of that stuff because yeah. now I see a lot of a lot of people will say shit about a certain person and then 
next thing you know, you run into them and they're together having lunch. And I was like, wait a minute, weren't you just beefing? Yeah. So, so to me, it's, you know, to me, it's just funny. Like I never, I never really tried to get into yeah. none of that shit. And then I had heard something about when you first got into the radio business, you kind of became an intern but without having like the intern resume, right? You like, I guess you had to be in, in school. So when I, when I first got into radio, uh, it was DJing. Yeah. They, it was uh there was a show called the Saturday night mix show and okay. it had been around from uh, Q one Oh five to Q one Oh four seven. And that's how I was on every Saturday for one hour from uh, midnight to one. And during that time, it, it's like you you kind of gave up everything because if you were if you had a house party or, or a wedding, it's like I I had already committed to being on the radio. So I kind of just focused on doing that one hour every weekend. Yeah. But during that time on Fridays, we were doing a, a club. Well, it wasn't even a club. It was uh, Acapulco's on right there by the uh, on, on Victoria. Yeah. And it would turn into a nightclub on the weekend sometimes. And, and uh, some of my friends were like the promoters of it and that's kind of how i got into into radio from from djing there uh one of my other friends the guy who actually got me into uh, uh the radio station his name's armani he's the one who who introduced me to everyone at the station Dang. and that's where i met rico and when you when you got that opportunity again what what was your what was your mindset there it was just like oh i'm just going to do this just to make some money or you're like all right i think this is an opportunity for me to make music a, a career no i i just i mean it i really didn't look at it as a career until like you know almost like the late 90s and how long were you in there by then cuz what, what what year did you get in there uh nine, 96 like okay. early 96 and then like you know like by like september of uh, 96 is is when you know I started interning for Rico and that's when, gotcha. when, you know, I used to just answer the phones and write down shout outs for him. And then one oh, day so you weren't actually playing music or spinning or anything. No, no, no. I oh. was just kind of a, you know, his little bitch, like, <laughs> like getting, getting, you know, yeah. like, Hey, go get this record. They want to hear this or whatever. And that's what I, what I was doing. And, uh, when I was answering the, the calls and getting the shout outs, uh, one day he says, Hey, why don't you read some of them? And he kind of put me on the spot and we were kind of joking around and, and the program director heard it at the time. And he's all like, Hey man, like you should be on, you, you should read some more shout outs with him. And he kind of included it, uh, me more on, on, on the show. And we kind of started creating features and doing all this stuff. So, and that was the night show. That was the night show. And that was, and that was what, is now 95.9 back then it was 1047 yeah q1047 but it we were on from seven to midnight i think well we were on from seven to ten and then from from ten to twelve he used to do like a love dedication show so <laughs> okay. i kind of like oh, like art lebeau kind of kind of like that <laughs> yeah. so i would just i would write down the shout outs for him like the dedications was it still when like People would write to like their people who they're married in prison. Yeah, all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. It was a, the the prison communication or the the, the county jail communication. How, I've always wanted to ask how does that how does that even work? Who who comes up with that idea? Like, and how do you know that like the 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 people in jail are listening? Well, I I I mean I. I know for a fact they were listening. Like, I mean, it wasn't like, like prisons, but it was just like the county jails yeah. and stuff like that. But 
uh, I mean, Art LeBeau is a perfect example of it. You know, he gets letters from from prisoners oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Like, we we got to tour like his old offices before. I think he's like in Palm Springs now. But before he he shut his studio down in in uh, in Hollywood, he he kind of gave Rico and I a tour, and and we got to interview him. Nice. And uh, it was it was a trip to see like like history, like radio history. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And we were talking to his assistant and, you know, just the love he gets from, 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 you know, the, the Cholos, <laughs> the cholos and everyone yeah, that's yeah. locked up and stuff like that. Yeah. That's amazing. So you guys would have celebrated 25 years this year, Rico and Mambo. Yeah. We, it, it was in the works and it was all, in and the everything. Works. Yeah. And so you guys started as a, as a, as a night show. And then when did you guys transition to the morning show? Cause that's where my family and myself that's what, what what we got into when we were growing up was the morning show with you guys so it was like early 2000s when we when we started doing the morning show uh i know you know we did the night show for maybe a year and a half and then uh rico ended up quitting uh you know he got married and mm-hmm. you know i think i think his his first wife made him quit <laughs> and then uh i stayed with the station and then i i ended up getting fired and then i ended up uh going no going to another job uh in fresno and then i i ended up coming back like in the early 2000s would they they were reaching out for you guys to come back or was it kind of like you guys just both kind of came at the same time again no it, it was weird because rico had quit and i think he he got divorced and then he got back into radio after <laughs> after the divorce <laughs> But we didn't work together. He was doing mornings with someone else, and mm-hmm. I was I was uh, doing. Uh, I want to say I was doing nights during that time, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, I ended up getting fired and leaving to Fresno. And then when when uh, when I came back, he was in Vegas, and then uh, there was changes at the company, and then uh, we kind of became in charge, and that's where we said like, "Yo, like, why don't we bring Rico back?" And then we'll start doing the morning show. And that's kind of how we ended up doing mornings. Damn. And when did you, when did you realize that the morning show became like a, like a staple here in the County? Like, when did you like, did you ever have that aha moment? Like, Holy shit. Like we really made this like, like a go-to station, a go-to time to, for the listeners to be on. Well, well, if, if we go back to, to like when I got fired, like I wasn't taking like radio serious. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize like, yo, this could be a career until I think like after I came back is when I said like, yo, like this shit could, you know, raise my family. It could, yeah. it could buy a home. It could buy a car. And that's when I realized that, you know, I started taking it a little more serious and I started getting more into like the like management positions, uh, they're at work and trying to like be take take a lot of the stuff a little more serious yeah. instead of joking all the time. And then uh eventually when you start getting endorsements is when you're like, oh shit, like Do you remember your first endorsement? Ah man, I I I wanna say the first time was it and it wasn't even an endorsement. It's like when they when they would go through the radio station to get you at an at a at a nightclub. Okay. You know, the pay was a little different compared to you going and negotiating with the club. It's like they would include it and you're like, oh, shit, I could make this much. And, and you know, once you start including other things, it's like you you include nightclubs, you include, uh, uh, let's say, a restaurant, let's say a car dealership, you know, all that shit adds up. Yeah. And, you know, that's when I say, like, OK, like 
if they're asking for me, it's for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. What's the wildest endorsement that somebody's like has offered and maybe you've taken it, maybe you haven't. Uh, well, when it comes to endorsements, I, I always like to make it clear to, to, you know, the audience that, yeah. you know, and I, and, and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of the audience knows like when we're, when we're going hard on, on a certain mate, uh, car dealership or mm-hmm. something, it's because, you know, we, we have an endorsement with them, but I think, uh, I remember the first time they said like, yo, like, you know, pick a car and from where, from, a, from the, the dealership. the dealership. And then that kind of, that kind of, uh, that was the endorsement. But did you, re- you remember what car you picked? It was a forerunner. Damn. Yeah. And what, and what the endorsement was like, just drive it for the year and what we comp everything. Uh, it was, well, I was, I was paying for it, mm-hmm. but part of the deal was, was all, I mean, it was all involved. Like, yeah. like, cause there's a lot of rules when it comes to like radio, like you can't, you know, uh, you can't just take something and, 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 you know, in exchange, you know, give them love. Sure. Like there has, there's all these contracts and everything that's involved with it where, where, uh, it's, it's, it. I mean, the way athletes do it, they can't just yeah, you're right. go on the field wearing a, a thing because they're getting paid for it. Yeah. It, it, it has to get approved. So, uh, most of these dealerships are already dealing with, with the company. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, like I like what they're doing. Let me, uh, let me, uh, get them on my team. And, uh, during that time, the way that I, that what, what I heard the way they wanted us exclusively was a lot of the, the people that used to go take their, their cars to go get fixed at the dealership or get an oil change or whatever, uh, when they drove them to wherever they were going to get service, they, they, I don't know if they still do it, but they would give you like a, like a paper, like, Hey, what stations do you listen to? Or, okay. And that's how they get the information. And I guess we were coming up on top all the time. And like, how'd you hear from, how'd you hear about us? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they do their own research and that's how they say like, all right, I want to fuck with them because they're, you know, obviously a voice in the community. Exactly. So that's that was like the the eye opener for me where I said like oh shit like we could get paid not only do we get paid for working here but we could get you know endorsements, endorsements. Yeah. yeah in the in the 25 years that you guys were having that morning show I'm assuming like every every day Monday through Friday yeah that's, sounds like you probably spend more time with him than your wife yeah like those 25 years yeah we 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 talked about that like Ooh. you know uh, Rico and I when we uh you know Cause there's times where you don't want to be there. You know what I mean? And oh, you, sure. you always got to turn it on. Not, I, I think it's harder when you're doing something like where people could see you mm-hmm. versus, you know, when you're on the air, it's like you turn it on for like a minute or two and then you're back to like dealing with whatever bullshit you're dealing with. Were you guys ever dealing with each other? Cause I'm assuming like you could probably fake it for the first couple minutes. And then once you're off the air, you can go back to like being mad at each other or, <laughs> you know what? I think, I think we probably had like two moments like that in our whole like career. Wow. Like, like serious arguments. I remember hearing I was super young and I was like, I don't know if they're really, if I don't know if they're really doing this for real or if it's, if it's a hoax, but I remember you guys were like arguing and, I remember hearing he like threw his his headphones off and just like walked off. I just I you like, know what I know I think I know what moment you're talking about because I remember like that was one of the moments where I think even his family, his brothers called them and said like, "Yo, you guys good?" Because <laughs> you know, of course, when you hear something happen, 
you know, whoever has your back is going to be calling you like, sure. yo, what's going on? Are you good? So, so that, that's, that was kind of one of those moments that I know what moment you were talking about, Damn. but there's, there, there was probably like two moments like that where, you know, we were mad at each other and cause you, you know, were, cause you were clown him. Yeah, yeah. You were clown. Him. <laughs> you know what? You were such a bully. <laughs> I wouldn't say bully, bro. It was, yo, you would make, it I, was good entertainment. It was good entertainment. <laughs> you would, yeah, I remember you, you make fun of like, uh, He's a Cowboys fan, right? Yeah. So you make fun of that, and then I think also you're always uh, he'd always wear a hat. You you never saw him without his hat yeah. on or something like that. Yeah. And then his big ass truck. His big ass truck, bro. Always taking up two parking spots. Yeah. <laughs> after after 25 years, though, I'm not surprised that actually I am surprised that you guys only had two fights because it's only been like what six months doing this, and I'm already annoyed at Pep. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh but, shit! No, but for real, after 25 years, you've done like a ton of interviews, right? You've met so many different people. Is there one specific one that you can that you can remember the most? That was like the most exciting for you, or the dopest one, the weirdest one? Uh there's there's been a lot of them, but some of the ones that stand out are with uh, the comedians. Comedian oh. interviews are always like fun. Uh, you know, after doing this for so long you you build relationships with some of the uh, some of the comedians or or even the guests but uh felipe esparza uh you know he's funny dude uh we've known him for a long time probably since we started uh radio like yeah, he was wow. kind of like i remember him coming out here and doing like little halls and stuff and uh it, it was it's always funny to to you know have an ongoing joke because uh, sometimes he would send us video when he was at a different station saying like, oh, these fools have a symbol. You guys only have your cowboy. You guys need to step it up. <laughs> and I remember one time, uh, the, the next time we had him there, we got like a whole drum set for him because he yeah. was trying to clown us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was playing the drums and, and singing. And we, we have it all. It's on YouTube somewhere. But it, it, that was a funny moment because, you know, he wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And then another time, like him and uh, Baby Bash, uh, they're like good friends. And uh, we surprised, we were interviewing Felipe, but we didn't tell him that we had Baby Bash coming on, over. And we we ended up, you know, like surprising him on the air. And he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> and then they ended up like disappearing for a while. Like, you know, they had a little smoke break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we we ended up hooking him up with like like, you know like a like a gift bag but it was like a oh. sack of <laughs> of what they do so uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so it's just like little moments like that like like Felipe has always been like a fun one to to have on the show what about um music like musicians oh man um i think one of the i i've shared this story a lot of times but uh uh rick ross one time um we had him we had him in studio this we were at uh not not at q we were at the vibe uh, this is another station we were at, but uh, it was funny because I what, was. What year was this? I want to say it was two thousand eight, two thousand seven, maybe. Okay. And uh, we had him on the show, and he, you know, that's he was he was hot during yeah. that time. Well, he still has a lot of shit out, but during that time, like you know, a lot of people were talking about him. And I remember, like, I was trying to say, like. Like, you know, you're you're very underrated right now with a lot of people, but I I chose the word overrated and he like looked at me and I was like, Oh, this fool's gonna sock me. I don't know if you ever met Chucho. Uh Chucho's another big dude. Nah. 
but it, it's there's a picture and then there's like video where where you could tell like chucho's like like getting up like oh like it's about to go down yeah so then we took a break and the label i think he was with def jam at the time yeah. and uh you know, I went in my office and and I told him like, yo, like that was a mistake, bro. I wasn't trying to do no morning show because, you know, morning shows are known to do like like stupid pranks and shit like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he thought I was doing. And uh, did the mood completely change? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but then like everything kind of changed. And there's even a picture out there with me and him. Um, and I look scared, bro. Like. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. But that was one of those moments where it was just like, oh, shit. What do you uh what do you think about now going from you 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 know you started as a intern then you then you did 25 years with with Rico now you're with a whole nother crew uh Mambo and the 805 locals right Mambo in the morning and the 805 locals yeah How's has that transition been Uh it's it's work I mean even when we started uh the Rico and Mambo morning show that was work I mean it took a while to put the show together yeah so i understand what the process is i mean it's a little different now because you know before it was just me and rico dealing with with each other knowing what where we wanted to take something and after work we spend so much time together that we just kind of we we already had the chemistry but you know being around each other so much we kind of knew where to take something whether it was a joke whether it was playing a prank on somebody or whether it was coming up with the bit uh, with them, I just deal with them the four hours that we're there. Yeah. And if, and if we have to deal or do something, it's through a group text. So it's, it's a little different the way I deal with each other, but you know, it's just, it's just kind of hard, a little bit harder now because we're not around each other as much as, you know, the way I was with Rico. Gotcha. And I forgot to even bring it up too, was, when you and when when you and Rico were were together, how long was it until you guys were? Was it you guys were given uh, a day? Don't you guys have like a a a, a day that celebrates Rico and Mambo Day? Yeah, Ventura? yeah, it's September. So it's kind of around the same time that that you know we started doing the show mm-hmm. in '96. But I think I think it, I want to say it's like September 28th or 29th. When did you guys? How were you guys notified about that? And then, like, how many years into the show did they give it to you? 20 years into the show. We had a 20-year uh, show at <clears throat> at Copper Blues. And it was pretty dope because, uh, every you know, everyone who worked at the station kind of kind of had a, a lot of uh, Im- involvement on, on inviting people. We invited a lot of our listeners. Oh, so you guys knew what was going down? That was a surprise, a day. And you know who was going to be there? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was. It was. It was a. I mean, we we knew comedians were going to be there because we kind of you know let Copper Blues is involved with Levity Levity Live. Yeah. So we kind of knew that you know there's going to be a bunch of comedians there, which is cool because we kept interviewing them. But then you had a couple of like you know artists, music artists show up, uh, old friends, old listeners, and it was it was just a, a trip. Um, I don't know if you remember. Uh, 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 he passed away. Uh, Matt, uh, Mayor Lopez from from Oxnard. Yeah, he's the one. Well, his family, his daughter uh, Tiffany, she's the one who kind of presented us because we had him on the show, and it was it was just like a, I don't know, it was just like a dope moment because sure. at first it's like they give you that, and you're like, they're naming giving you a day, like it's, it was a trip to. <laughs> 
So, so what, what does that mean? That you guys get a day off? You guys get extra pay, You guys got paid extra that day? It's just another day, bro. That's, that's Rico and Mambo <laughs> day. That's Rico all it is. <laughs> Man. Um, what, what happened during COVID, during the radio? Were you guys still... Because that's a big question that... You know, we like to ask, especially, you know, now trans- slowly transitioning out of COVID. But during that year of COVID, how was the radio station there? Uh, <coughs> there was a lot of change just because, uh, you know, we, we, we joke around a lot. Our show is not nothing serious. Yeah. But when all this happened, it's, it was like you almost had to turn into... Kind of like the 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 nine eleven thing that mm-hmm. I told you about earlier. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so you, we had to be serious, and we had to figure out how to flip it to a way where it could still be us and and show, you know, the the like these guys have a heart still because you know we we've always been all about helping out the community. We've never been about like you know taking credit for stuff, but I knew at that time a lot of a lot of small businesses were going to go through it. A lot of families were going to go through it. I mean, you you even teamed up with us mm-hmm. for uh, some stuff that we did, but we were trying to figure out, I guess, how how not to make such a big thing about prizes because that's a, always a big thing. Like we didn't want to be that station that says like, "Oh, we got your Disneyland tickets," and yeah. the world is going through you know through a crisis. You, know, you can't go to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so we kind of had to flip it to where we, you know. I think we we ended up uh we talked to our boss about like yo like can you give us a green light at at dealing with these small businesses because before it was the salespeople that kind of dealt with them and they would say like yo this business you know they want to do an interview with you guys but during that time it's like we kind of build a relationship with a lot of the local businesses and we were just trying to put the word out like, yo, they're still open for business. And, and, you know, they would give us some gift cards to give to the audience because a lot of people were losing their jobs. So, you know, us promoting the restaurant, they're giving, they're giving us business cards to giving them to people who really need it. It, it kind of helped the, everyone out. Damn. And you, I mean, you were there, like you even said like, yo, like, how can I help? Yeah. And it was one of those moments where like, why well, why don't we get the pet project together and, Rico and Mambo and Q ninety five nine and do, and do this and it, it was it was a great thing. It you was, know, yeah, I remember. I remember it was. Um, I remember watching watching something and it, or maybe even listening to you guys. And I remember I was like, man, I the city needs to step up. Yeah, that that was the biggest thing. And so I was like, I'll do my part. And then, you know, the domino effect kind of just happened. You know, and, and luckily because you know I think everyone just relies on you guys that they were like, all right, if Rico Mambo's fucking with these guys or if they're, they're, they're trying to help out people, like more people just decided to like, just join in, you know, join in. For and the that's, cause. that's what it was too. Like, I remember, uh, uh, <laughs> you said we were going to do it for like a month or something. Yeah. But we ended up extending it for like two or three months because, you know, by the time, you know, what you were willing to donate, like there was already a line of people who's, yeah. who, who were willing to participate and saying like, yo, like, my restaurant's willing to do this. And some of the restaurants weren't even expecting anything in return or anything. But, you know, we try to show everyone as much love as we could because, you know, word of mouth marketing, I, I, I think it's the best. And, oh, and you know, I, I'm, I'm all, I've always been a strong supporter of local businesses. And, and I think this was a perfect opportunity to build relationships with a lot of these uh, restaurants yeah. and, and businesses that I've never talked to before. Yeah, yeah that year was... That year was 
beyond beyond crazy and, and do you think it's gotten back to normal now somewhat uh nah you know i think i think people are trying to but i still see like a lot of a lot of stuff doesn't function the same as yeah. as it did mm-hmm. before i mean even i think I, I i'm an older cat already so I, I i try to be careful but i do see like you know when you're young like you're just careless and you don't of course you know sometimes like i'll be somewhere and i was like man it's fucking packed in there nobody's wearing a mask i feel like the old guy yeah but you know then you know if i'm drunk and having some drinks i don't give a <laughs> shit i'm part of that crew but but it's it's just like i'm hoping things get to normal but sure. it just seems like every you know the more time that goes on the more shit that comes up yeah and then there's like another virus or yeah. some weird shit yeah um one of the biggest questions I wanted to ask you, and I know this will be, especially if, if, if you're listening from, from here from the county, is the dilemma of the day. Oh, that, that we were just that talking about. Yeah, we were just talking about it earlier. How did that start? And if you can explain it to the listeners exactly what it is. So dilemma of the day is is basically like you send your problem in and we'll put it out there and everyone gives their opinion on it. It's like a combination of the, I don't know what they call it on the newspaper back then. I think it was like Ask Annie or Ask Something. Okay. And then it's a combination of that and uh, Maury and (laughs) all those TV (laughs) shows kind of put together in one. And that's what it was. It was just like uh, someone had sent us their problem and we read it. And I realized that that kind of like lit up the phones a lot. And uh, that was one of the things we always rico and i would always say like yo how can we get the phones going because once you got the phones going like you know they'd be non-stop dilemma of the day we it wasn't even nothing when we first read that one and and i just seen the phones like you know from beginning to end like like light up yeah then i realized that people were calling like days later wanting to talk about you know the, the, the past dilemma the, the well it wasn't even a dilemma like they said, like, yo, that letter you guys read, like, you know, then then they would give their opinion on it. Oh. During that time, we were trying to figure out like our show, like, you know, what features are we gonna have, what contests. And we ended up coming coming up. Uh I, I believe Mary J. Blige had a had a song called Dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of like, yo, why don't we do Dilemma of the Day? And it kind of just we used to use that the instrumental to that and <laughs> like, and it was it was funny because it we thought that nobody was going to send in their problem man we had so we still have shit that comes in like every day well cuz also too back in back in when you guys first started i'm assuming it was just facts people would just send out just or, or well was there was there was or email email there was email already but there was also like facts like people would call us and want to share it with yeah. us but it was easier that we had to we had to create a system to where like you know like write it out we'll read it uh we'll take callers and we'll take you know and have it, like, have it like an anonymous name because the, the the anonymous names are yeah. hilarious yeah and you know what it, it's gotten to a point to where they already know that we're not going to share their personal information and they come up with their own names do you off the top of your head can you think of like one that just stands out Oh man, there's so many that have happened recently. Rico was very uh I don't I don't know if reserved, but like he he didn't want to put a lot of the crazy ones out there. Bro, there's some raunchy ass ones. Since, <laughs> there's some crazy ones. Since he's left, they've been like crazier just because they've been there and I I'm like, eh, it's someone's problem. Let's put it out there. <laughs> but 
I think I think one of the ones, uh, crazier ones, it just it just happened recently. I'll tell you the one before, then I'll tell you the one that topped it off for okay. me. So the one before was uh uh engaged couple went to go visit their parents in or her parents in um San Diego. Okay. Uh they were out there partying. Uh everyone passed out except for the fiance and the mother-in-law. They ended up hooking up. And every time he would go visit, he would smash the mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the wedding date was coming. So he was saying, like, yo, how do I stop this? I'm about to marry her, and we're, I'm still smashing the mom. So to me, that was crazy. Like, what the fuck? And then there was another one that. Hold on, what, what, what was some responses to that shit? Oh, bro, come on. It's, that's sick. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but was, anybody, was anybody, like keep doing your thing or like you're well, the, i mean you already know bro when when situations like that happen the guys are gonna say like oh what a player blah 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 <laughs> but then the girls are like oh that sick yeah. bastard blah 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 but you know you get that with any dilemma yeah and and one of the other ones that stood out a lot was um it was a it was a a, a brother and sister they went out you know they they each went out and then they came back. Okay. They came back home and they were talking. They were both drunk and they hooked up with each other. Brother and sister. Brother and sister. Then, uh, you know, people were going in on them. Then the girl tried to justify it and say, well, it's, uh, we're, we're actually stepbrother and sister and or, like trying to m- make it right. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's still kind of sick. You know, like, <laughs> like yeah. what, what? <laughs> How is being a stepbrother and sister? You guys grew up together and, and you know, you're, you guys are messing around. Yeah. So those are two of the ones from, you know, back when Rico and I were doing it. But the most recent one was, uh, it was a, a guy who, who was, who started going to, to therapy and he realized that, you know, some of the shit and problems that he was having was because when he was 18, his mom went through a bad breakup. And he was trying to be there from for his mom, and according to the dilemma, one thing led to another. He ended up sleeping with his mom, Damn. and it never got brought up again. And he said that you know the therapist told him like, "Yo, you need to you need to approach her." Like she pretty much took advantage of you yeah. as as a kid. And he kind of said like, "Why bring it up? Like we're good. We're in a good place now." But to me, it's like. Who fucking does that? You yeah, know what I mean? Man, that's nuts. Yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's some oh, sick Jesus shit out Christ, there, bro. Yeah. 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 Honey be posting all the crazy yeah. ones. And I, I I think a lot of the ones that trip me out is is uh and there's a lot of them, bro. Uh the cousin hookups. Jeez. Like there's a lot of like people that hook up with their cousins. Like there's a lot of those dilemmas that we get. But I try not to pick like similar ones. Yeah. But there's a lot of them like, you know, cousin hookups. Sweet yeah. home, Alabama. <laughs> um, do you still DJ outside of? Okay, because because you go by DJ Mambo. Yeah, but do you still DJ outside of the radio station? No, I stopped that. Like when everything everything transitioned from uh, vinyl to digital, I kind of just that's when I threw in the towel. So before you threw in the towel, what was like your what was your go to like top? vinyls like your top like your top top albums that you would play oh man it, dj quick was always like one of my go-tos yeah. yeah yeah whether it was like a uh tonight or 
I, well, I will say any 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 West Coast stuff. Yeah. Like Dog Pound, anything on Death Row, uh, DJ Quick. That was like my go-tos. But like I said uh, earlier, like, you know, I've always liked dance music. So any any remix or 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 dance stuff, like I was always a fan of. I'm gonna put you in a in a in a pressure situation. Who had a hard, who had a harder road? The DJs who used to be on vinyl or the DJs now who have the uh, the, the the laptops? Oh man, I Well, I've never did the laptop thing, so I can't I can't speak for them, but I mean I I'll say I of course because of what I did, I'm gonna say the vinyl DJ because we had to carry our shit. Your crates. The crates. Uh I mean I, I'm pretty sure it still worked, but I I just feel like there's a lot more competition now. Like before it, you know, if you were a DJ, it's kind of you did it for a hobby and you did it as a weekend thing. Now, like there's careers out of all this. Like I never thought that I was going to, you know, make a career out of DJing. I mean, it turned into something else, but I never, you know, I never got into it saying like, oh, I want to do this for a living. Mm -hmm. You got into it pretty early. Was there something else you wanted to do before getting into music? No, actually like, uh. Like, I'm glad it happened this way because I don't even know what I would be doing. Mm. Like, it's, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, music saved me. But, you know, DJing did kind of save, like, you know, what the, the path I was taking when I was uh, a teenager. Was that, like, the wrong path at oh, the yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, my, teens year, my, my teen years were, were in and out of juvenile hall. Oh. Yeah. Did not know that. Now you know. Now I know. Like, I don't know what to respond to that. You see how he reacted? He started looking at he's me like, different. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, fuck. He's in my he's, house. He's going to check my pockets before I leave. <laughs> you, uh, in, the, in the 25 years or the 25 plus years that you've been doing radio, what's, in your opinion, what's been the biggest, the biggest like transition, the biggest change? Um, I just think like, like a lot of this shit that we used to do before, uh, we we couldn't do it now. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way. Uh, oh, you talking about like cancel culture? Yeah, like you, we'd we'd be fired for a lot of shit. Yeah, and it's it just sucks because, I mean, I I feel like comedians go through it a lot more than than you know what radio DJs. I mean, radio radio DJs. A lot of companies they they've they don't give the freedom they used to 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 the radio jocks like yeah. before. But uh, I feel like comedians, you know, if they're if they're going up there, I mean, I get it. If you're up there just going and being racist and being a dick about it, like, you know, like, of course, like, don't let them perform no more. But I mean, you got a lot of very creative people that that do a great show and put a lot of thought into writing a joke. And then you get one motherfucker on Twitter with with (laughs) with backup and they try to get them fired. I think I think we're all thinking the same thing about like the Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about. I, I was thinking more of the Kevin Hart stuff that happened with him. You oh know? yeah. And, and but then you you bringing up that too. It's just like, like that shit really affects could affect somebody. Yeah. I mean, I I've always here's one thing that I, that that I hate, bro. I I I hate false accusations on things, mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes like like when people hear part of something and they try to make it into a big deal and they don't do their homework, it's like. Especially if it's if it's like if it's edited, yeah. And you you mm. could fuck up someone's career. You could fuck up someone's dream. Yeah. Uh, and 
and it's all over because you didn't like something or you didn't like the way they said it or you thought it was about you or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, uh, I mean, I, I'm very, I try to keep it as safe as possible nowadays because a lot of the, a lot of the stuff we used to do back then, it's like, we never really try to, the only thing we filtered out was the bad words. Oh, so, so you guys used to cuss back in the day? No, or? no, no. We used to replace whatever bad words with something we could say on the air. Okay. So that was that's that that's as as careful as we were. Don't say a bad word. Yeah. Now it's it's a little different. It's like is someone gonna get offended because you say this? Jeez. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to me because uh if I say something but someone else says it. They might they might go after them because they didn't like you know what race that person was or what what uh or how they said it yeah and and it's just it's just crazy because we all could say the same shit but you know just because he said it and he's not this we need to cancel him like I've never been a fan of of shit like that so do you feel that your um what's the word like you haven't you had more fun back 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 in the day rather than it is now because of like the cancel culture like you almost have to you almost have to uh, well I, I i still have fun i just don't you know i i guess it's more watered down now yeah yeah that's that's all it is i mean i still have fun i still love doing what what i do um i know a lot of people my age always always talk shit about like oh how can you listen to that music uh, this, this. like i i've been hearing that shit for years and it, you know, when they're telling me, it's like sometimes like my friends that are telling me that I was like, bro, like you've listened to Atomic Dog like 3000 times, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're asking me why I get tired. I mean, at least the music changes. I'm. It's not for everyone, but I get the audience I'm catering to. How do you keep your. I might, I might, I might answer my own question, but how do you keep your ears to the streets when, when, it, when it comes to like the new music or the new trends? I know that you have a younger um, are they considered like co-hosts, right? Like, do you, like, yeah. Uh, dealing with them, and I, I think um, when I knew that I was past, you know, the lifestyle of of the age demo that I'm catering to, mm -hmm. I would, I would use my kids. Like, what are they doing? Oh, so they kind of like, you know, I would see what they were doing and kind of filter what they were doing through the way I look at it. Gotcha. And I don't think a lot of people like like they think just because you turn a certain age, you know, like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that no more. Like, like, you know what I mean? They use the age thing for always sure, for sure. And yeah. and to me, it's like it's not even about that. Like, you know, there could be someone who's I don't know, insert any job here. I mean, a younger guy might be doing it better than the older guy or the older guy might be doing it. It's just the way you do your job and the way yeah, you research it. It's not even about, you know if you listen to that music or if you really uh fuck with 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 a certain like you know i don't go to clubs no more yeah and i know that my audience loves to go to clubs and that's why we have little wicked that's why we have uh honey mm -hmm. whiz kid they they all do clubs like you know oh you want to do the clubs like go go check them yeah. out so when when did you end up becoming uh is a program director? Uh so so right now it's 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 programming and music. Mm -hmm. Um 
I was an assistant like in oh oh two oh three, and then it kind of you know uh, in oh five we left and we started the vibe, and that's when I became a program director. Gotcha. And what is what is that entitled? You kind of have control. Well, not control over everything because you know uh, when we left, it was more corporate. So I had to deal with with you know people in. I think it was Atlanta during that time where, you know, you have like music meetings with them mm-hmm. and just arguments about what you should play or should not play. Because, you know, sometimes like if you notice a lot of the stations, if you look at their top 10 records, almost every top 40 hip hop station, R&B station or whatever, they're a lot of the records are very similar and it's it's just popular music. Yeah. And that's why, like, I don't understand. Like, sometimes, like, people will say, like, why do you guys play the same shit? Because that's what that's <laughs> the what popular, yeah. that's what people want to hear. Do, do you, uh, who do you, when you were, when you were coming up in, like, in the Rigo Mambo, and then, you know, you ended up becoming, like, the face of the radio station, did you ever have somebody that you used to mimic or mentor or whether you known him or didn't know him? Like, like, you know, I want to be, like, big boy or like Seacrest or I want to have like the audience like, you know, uh, flex, you know, was there somebody that you had in mind? Like you wanted, or you still have in mind? Uh, no, I think, I think I learned at a young age or I I shouldn't even say young age, but early in my career, um, we, we kind of invested in, in, in having like a, a, a talent coach of, of, of what, what, uh, how to, how to do us and do, you know, become successful at what we're doing. Uh, you know why? I mean, I did look up to the Baker boys a lot, big boy, yeah. a lot of the alley radio talent. And I think one of the things I learned is like, don't try to be like someone else. Just be yourself. Like nobody, nobody's done that before. Like it's you who you're doing. I think that's like, that's easier said than done. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people like they'll 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 say certain things like, Oh, you guys need to be more like this or more like that. And in this business is like, yo, there's already that. So why why would we want to do that? But I think like a lot of uh little influences here and there, like you'll you'll hear it, you know, whether it's 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 like slang words that we use or whatever, and and, and you know, that shit changes like Oh yeah. Weekly. Every yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weekly now, yeah. yeah. But but that was like one of the things like that I got early in the career of about not not trying to be like someone else in yeah. this business. Who is Mambo when he's not at the radio station? Now? Now. Well, how about this? Um when 20 years ago and then now. Yeah. So who was you 20 years ago and how and you now? Uh, well, again, going back to early in the career, I understood that what we were trying to build was a brand. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew the Q brand was something and I knew the Rico and Marble brand was going to be something else. My goal was to get this brand bigger than this brand mm-hmm. because once you did that, Kind of what I thought was going to happen happened. Another station came in and and tried to get us. So I'm assuming when you, when when you thought that and you were making your moves, you were like planting your seed. Were people getting upset, or were, or were you kind of just saying, "Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this brand"? And kind of like at the end of the day, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bid. Who's gonna who's gonna 
bid the highest bid. Well, I, I, I talked to, I always try to pick the brain of people that I respected in, 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 in radio. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were like, you know, older program directors at the time and, you know, just trying to, to get their thought process on things. And I would ask questions and, and it might've been dumb questions to them, but I would ask questions like, yo, how come you only have this person at this time? And, and, you know, just asking like, like stupid radio questions and uh, they would say, well, I have him because he's bigger than our brand. And that's where I started understanding about, you know, always branding yourself. Yeah. Like me being here, it's, 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 uh, I mean, we're homies. Yeah, of course. And this is, this is something good. And I always, I always think like this shit is going to be something that one day my grandkids are going to search on the internet and say, Yo, that's how my grandpa was, or, or yeah. you know what I mean. So, so I always look at shit at as like, how is this going to be used in the future? Gotcha. And now a lot of this shit is like you know monetizing everything. Exactly. Like every, yeah. Everything's monetizing Instagram, Facebook, yeah. YouTube, and, yeah. yeah. And you know, here we are. We're trying to monetize this. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, we we just we just we just hit our we just hit our five hundred uh, our five hundred subscriber mark on YouTube. <laughs> Congratulations! Let me see. Let's go. But so that was back in that was that was early in your career. But what about now? Now, uh, <clears throat> right now, like like I've been so scattered brained with uh, you know with Rico leaving earlier yeah. this year. Uh, I've had my hands on a lot of little things, little projects here and there. Uh, every, you know, a lot of people wait, wait to, till new year's to, to start doing their shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of similar. I wait for my birthday and then I start. When's your birthday? <laughs> it just passed December 5th. You, uh-uh. You're right. And I wish you happy birthday. I'm an asshole. We went to eat. We went to eat. Yeah. But I, I, I've told myself like my focus right now is going to be uh, the radio station, mm-hmm. uh, the Persistence Culture podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that I start uh, working on on my 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 own brand because, you know, the Rico and Mambo brand has has been me and Rico for twenty five years. So now I got to rebuild the Mambo in the Morning brand, and that's yeah. that's going to be my other focus. And that's that's the only three I'm going to be working on. Everything else is just going to shut it down, be on hold until I figure all this part out, and or you know, it just let it go away for sure. Yeah. What are some hobbies that you have outside of the radio station? Which I know it's very you have very few hours because I know you work your ass off and you're always there. But what are some hobbies that people don't know about you? I like to collect shoes and I do that. I do that while I work. (laughs) Uh, But uh, before it used to be a problem because wifey used to get mad. Yeah. But now everyone's, everyone's a sneakerhead at my house now. So wifey buys shoes too. (laughs) My daughters buy shoes. So it's kind of, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, I guess everyone's into. What's your uh, what's your most prized uh, sneaker that you have? Oh man, some Jordans from the '80s, bro. And I almost I almost sold them, and uh, I was checking on StockX, and they're like close to like 50 G's. Jesus, yeah. sounds like a down payment for a house. 
pretty much <laughs> or out of debt <laughs> that's amazing yeah but sneakers is one of them uh i also like to gamble on online or do you like to go to or have you gone to a casino since uh after after corona we've been to shumash okay yeah but uh what do you prefer like like online or do you prefer going to casinos do you prefer uh, sports gambling do you prefer dice? I, I, I mean, during football, I like to do the group thing with people on, oh, yeah, on yeah. FanDuel. And, and then uh, I like going to the casino, playing cards or playing roulette. And then uh, I uh, I found this website online. I don't know if it's legal or not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but through through Bitcoin, you know, you're able to deposit and... Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend the, the online one, <laughs> but if you do, let me know and I'll send you the promo code so I could get a hundred dollars <laughs> deposited into my account. Jeez. What a, yeah, it's, it's Bovada.lv, I think. Oh, he's, he's plugging. He's just plugging. <laughs> I know. Himself. I know. Hey, if you guys are looking at Bovada, whatever, promo code, Bovada what's your promo LV. code? Let me see. See, now you're already plugged it. You already plugged it. Yeah, it's Bovada.lv. There you go. It is the M's. <laughs> yeah. What's the goal now? You've been in the state. You, you've been doing radio for so long. What, what, what's the goal now for you? Um, I want to, I, I mean, of course I want to build the brand, but eventually in a couple of years, I want to start transitioning and I, I do it now, but a lot more behind the scenes and helping out with, with the, some of the other radio stations we own. And I wouldn't mind like, you know, like at that time, like, like I love this area. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind just like doing like the behind the scenes stuff and 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 running some type of business here locally. After all these years that you've been on radio, I'm sure you've seen a lot of local artists, you know, start from the bottom to, you know, to the top. Uh, shout out Drake. I just totally just did a rap. <laughs> Fucking awful, terrible. <laughs> from the bottom to the top. <laughs> Bootleg ass Drake. <laughs> Who's been your favorite local artist that you've that you've been able to see them become who they are now? Uh so there's I mean, I, I gotta say, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the dad answer. They're all my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, I really like what what uh what Anderson Pack did. Uh you know, I, I really like the way, you know, he kind of put his project because I I seen like a lot, a lot of people don't know, like, the relationship between him and the station. Like, he didn't like the station. Like, there was a point where uh, I don't I don't know what happened because I wasn't there. Okay. But, of course, uh, one of the things I will tell you, anytime anything happens with, with a hip-hop station or a Top 40 station in the 805, Rico and Mambo always got blamed for it. No way. So, <laughs> so it was just funny because we got to interview him and I interview him and I, I, you know, I kind of, you know, mentioned like what whatever had happened with with the radio station at the time. But it's to me, it's just it's just so dope that that uh, that for what he did and who he was working with, he still repped the area. Yeah, mm. and that's always been like 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 you know big for for anybody locally like like. I've gone to the store like in Visalia and I see, you know, uh, Santa Paula avocados and I get all happy. Like, yo, that's, that's where we're from or yeah. 805 beer. Um, uh, 
uh, Kyle is another one. Like I really like the way you know Kyle, Kyle was was moving because, you know, I when I first when I first met him, uh, you know, I, I met your brother too. Uh, uh, Quay used to have a store on Main Street. Quay used to work with us, and they used to have like a like a streetwear store. Yeah, and I remember uh, watching some of his videos, and I was like, "Yo, this kid is dope!" Like I really like the way they're putting like their little project together. And then you know, fast forward a couple of years later, and they're selling out the the Ventura Theater, yeah, and they're touring and doing all this thing, and it's so dope to to see him still do shows and then hit hit this market. Like Anderson Pack is doing his uh, his uh, Pack House uh, fundraiser here in in Oxnard next week. I didn't know that, and uh, it's just so dope that you know, even though they're they're doing shit globally. They're still coming to you know to their backyard. Exactly. Yeah. So so there there's a lot of a lot of things. I mean I mean I lean like a cholo, uh, dude. Uh, yeah. Down. That was that was like something else. Like you know a lot of people like always looked at like you know they they do the stereotype thing and and you know if you're a Latin artist they always put you in a, a Chicano rap category. Yeah. But that dude had the number one song everywhere. Uh, people were making comedy skits about it and everything, yeah. and and you know he he's from Oxnard. Yeah, yeah, he did his thing. So so it, I I guess I guess everyone who who comes up from this area is like like a proud moment for me. But you know there's there's a lot of local talent too that's that's still out there waiting to blow up. Do you know who who's somebody right now? Because I know you guys have uh, is eight oh five spotlight right? Uh yeah, eight oh five spotlight. Who, who's somebody that you can think of that's that you guys had in the station uh, recently that we, that people should be looking out for here in the County, man, there's, there's a lot of them, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's just hard because see back then it was, it was a lot easier to, to like, you know, pick one because you could see them doing their thing. Nowadays, like, like I'll go on my Instagram and, and there, every other, every other one is, is an artist or, or someone doing their thing. And I really like the way, like, you know, people stepped it up with their visuals, with with uh, the pro uh, production and their music and everything. Because back then, like people used to just say, like, "Hey, I got a song, put me on the radio." Yeah. But now it's like a lot, of, a lot different because everyone's doing something like to to take that next step. Yeah. And 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 I think before it was just harder to to actually see if they were doing something because now you could, you know. Uh, uh, search their 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 IG and you know dig a little deeper to see if they have videos, see how many views they have on stuff, and see if their music is on Spotify and 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 everything else. Because, dude, I get so many DMs since we started the 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 eight hundred five spotlight. People wanting to be on the show, but I still look at stuff like that. Like, yo, like what are you doing besides just putting a song out? Exactly. There's there's more to it than just. I want to be on the radio. If if you wanted to be on your local radio station, if that's your goal, like you know, it's going to be hard to yeah. to get on. Um, I wanted to I'll wait till the end to ask this: was we have Spotify, we have YouTube, we have iTunes. I mean, we have the internet. Pretty much, what I'm saying is, in your opinion, will radio ever die? It won't die, but it it won't be as popular as it as it was at one point. Mm -hmm. I mean, radio's free, so I think uh, I think we always judge things based on 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 
the lifestyle that we're doing. True. You you got to remember, like you know, there's some people who barely have enough to put food on the table and pay their their monthly. So radio's always going to be there as as an inter- another entertainment for for them besides you know watching TV at home. And <clears throat> I think as long as there's still like like uh, radios in in cars, you know, people are still gonna mess with it. And I think I think. For as much as we like the playlists on Spotify or or uh, or iTunes mm-hmm. or Apple Music, like being local always wins. Like, you know, people want to know what's going on locally. Exactly. Like I know when I go to get my news from uh, uh from uh, Apple of all the shit that I pick when I first got my phone. Yeah. I still go back to the VC star to see what's oh, going on locally. So I, I think local, it's not going to be as popular as it was at one point, but it's, it's still going to be there. Yeah. It's a great answer. Such a great answer. And finally, my last question is when it's all said and done and you know, 60, 70 years down the line, you know, people talk about you, you want to be remembered as blank, blank, blank. I, I hope people share a story about me and then say like, you know what? He wasn't a dick. He was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I hope it's not my grandkids saying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having hey, wait, me. Wait, no, hold on. You forgot your other question that you always ask. Ask it. You always ask the other one. Ask it. Um, some, was, oh, were you waiting for me to ask it? Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Someone that wants to be, I guess you're two things, technically, a radio show host and a DJ. So someone that wants to be that, wants to be you, wants to be the mambo of their county or whatever, what advice would you give them? Uh, Be you. Don't try to be like someone else. That person's already taken. You know, be yourself. Nobody, you're the only one that could share your story. Anything that happens to you, you filter it through whatever your name is, however you live your life. Uh, if you're trying to be the next Ryan Seacrest, there's already a Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, true. If you're trying to get a job somewhere else, guess who? who guess who they're gonna hire? Are they gonna hire the dude that wants to be like Ryan Seacrest, or are they gonna hire the real Ryan Seacrest? So always, always just be yourself. Damn. <laughs> that was dope. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I appreciate Mambo for being here. Thank you to my co-host. Juan Ramirez and of course thank you to our sponsor Persistence Culture Media Group we appreciate you guys and until next time Pep Talk we out thank you again for listening to that episode we really appreciate your support and if you guys want to keep in touch with us look us up look us up at uh, Big Pep 3342 that's my Instagram Juan's Instagram is Juan's Arts and of course, thank you to our sponsor, as always, Persistence Culture Media at Go Persistence Media. All right, guys, thank you. Catch you next week.